Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the Calendly link in the show notes and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Tama Shaheen. Welcome, Tama. Hi, how are you doing? I'm really well. How's it going with you? It's going really well. Uh, I'm really excited about this call. So um, great. let's see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. What is it you're focused on at the moment, Tama? So uh, two things predominantly. And had you asked me this question a couple of months ago, it probably would have been just one. Uh, one of them is the business, uh, of course, uh, CEO, entrepreneur. Uh, and there's pretty good story behind why I'm focusing on that on this particular business at the moment. Uh, and the second one is family. Uh, and sometimes you things happen in life, which kind of give you focus on where your priorities are, and how things are at the moment. And at the moment, I'm trying to get the right harmony between the two. Uh, and I and I like the word harmony better than balance, because sometimes balance kind of indicates that you need to be doing both equally. But uh, sometimes harmony it, for me is, is a better word. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think it's, it's a great word to use. Tell me, let's dive into that first element of the business. You okay. said you had a pretty good story. What is all that about? Right. So I've, I, I guess I need to probably rewind back um, a few years um, to get to why I'm here and what CEO Entrepreneur does. So CEO Entrepreneur is a small business that tries to help other businesses understand how to grow and run their own businesses by becoming the CEO of their businesses. And the reason behind that is when I tried to run businesses in the past, I had really no idea how to go about running a business. When you look at our education system, it's really built back from the industrial revolution where you've got people that are dishing out factory workers and employees. And that's what we're still trained to do today. I mean, the world has moved on, but we haven't from an educational point of view. I went into academia, first of all, because that's where my parents kind of knew what to do. I became a lecturer at university. And at the same time, I started my own businesses on the side. Some of them were successful. They became seven-figure businesses. Some of them weren't. They became pretty bad. Uh, And then I moved into government because what I tried to do at university was try to fix the education system naively thinking that I could do it from within realizing that there was a lot more going on so I tried to move into government Uh, I moved to the UAE and headed up the day-to-day runnings of a national productivity fund which was a two billion dollar fund and we were looking at all different sectors and businesses uh, as such I got to see what was working best practices worst practices how to automate businesses and how to really scale businesses. And there was one business in particular that I had invested in because I had also been investing in other businesses on the side. 
there was a one business potentially, particularly in mental health and digital health. And this was something that was quite dear to my heart. And I realized that we could probably do quite a lot with this business. So I left my job um, as a professor at university, as an advisor, a senior advisor in government uh, with a ridiculous sort of mid six figure salary. And everyone was saying I was absolutely crazy because I went into this tiny company that had about three people. But within 18 months, we grew it to a um, hundred million dollar company. Uh, we were a global company and a national, so, uh, an international sort of influencer in the field of uh, digital health uh, and specifically from a, from a healthcare perspective. And I think this is where things sort of, there's a big but. So it was all sort of great and fantastic up until that time. We delivered an eight-figure project to a pretty large client uh, in the, the Gulf, in, 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 in Dubai. And I'm not going to talk about who the client was because I don't want to sort of go into specifics. But after us delivering this project, uh, three days after we delivered it successfully, it was even published in the newspapers that this project was delivered. It was a success. It was fantastic. They turned around and they said, our administration has changed and we're no longer honoring past contracts. So they basically said, thank you, but we're not going to pay you. And we had owed millions to subcontractors and other people where we had promised them that when we get paid, we will pay you. Unfortunately, this 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 client was actually pretty big we couldn't take them to court um they were so powerful that we just couldn't we, we just couldn't take them to court my business partner at the time was flying from dubai back to london his wife was giving birth to their third baby at the time in london and he was coming back for a couple of days he got arrested at dubai airport he called me up in the middle of the night and he basically said tama can you come and bail me out and what had transpired was that some of the subcontractors that we owed money to because we weren't able to pay them had filed a case against him and in dubai at the time whoever signs the check and that's how you run businesses over there you sign post-dated checks which is basically an iou a promise whoever had signed those checks was personally and criminally liable for that amount so even if you're a limited liability company it's the person who actually signs the checks it was a mad rush where I had to basically negotiate, try and get him out of prison, negotiate with our subcontractors, negotiate with everyone. I unfortunately had to let go with everybody in the business. We had to wind the business down. People who had really built a strong culture and a strong working environment. I had a person who was sitting with me uh, like a week before who was telling me that she had moved to Dubai because she was so excited about this business and I was telling her that it was going to only get better and she was saying this is much more than a job and I had to sit there and let her go and it was just horrendous it was absolutely horrendous but I think the worst part was when I was had to speak to my my friend and my business partner's wife who was in London at the time waiting for her husband to come back uh, and basically telling her that he'd got arrested and he was in prison uh, and we were trying to get him out and it was just horrible at the time, I tried to find coaches, consultants, advisors, people that could really help me uh, under understand how to get out of this mess. Here is a failing business that's kind of completely collapsing and imploding. And what I realized at the time was that most business coaches had not really run a business 
in most cases, they'd only run coaching businesses, if I wanted to be frank. Um, I had even household names, like big names, and they had only run a coaching business uh, and they didn't really know, or they had not run a business to that level or that size, or they had not failed. So there were quite a few components here where I was in a particular scenario where when I was asking people for advice, they'd sit there and say to me, what do you think you should do? And I'd be like, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, I want, I'm getting advice from you. Please tell me. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. This is coaching. This is about you finding your own clarity. This is about you coming up with your own sort of ideas of how to do this. And at the time, I just wanted to say to them, I'm not in therapy. <laughs> I want advice. Uh, but I quickly realized that people didn't really have the right advice. And when you look at this incredibly saturated market, uh, there are a lot of people that are gurus, uh, for want of a better word, where people are saying that you need to run Facebook ads or you need to run Instagram ads or you need to be on every single thing. But nobody really tells you how to run a business and how to actually understand how to become the CEO of your business. A lot of people talk about working on your business, not inside it. And they don't actually tell you what that entails. And I came back to the UK. So I, I got my business partner out of prison, came back to the UK, started up another tech business because that's what I could do. But that was on autopilot. And I think that at that time I was suffering from PTSD. If I look back at that time, I hid, I became a hermit. I wasn't going out much. Uh, and I'd wake up every morning with a lot of anxiety uh, because I felt at the time I had let a lot of people down. I had, and a lot of people were still calling me potentially a thief because I hadn't paid them. And it was one of those scenarios where I just felt guilty. Uh, and, and, but the new business was running again. It was in mental health. Uh, it was a, it was a business where we got actually an, uh, an innovation award. We, we were, we, we got funded, we got, you know, we grew the business. It was doing fantastically well, but I was still absolutely miserable. And it was, it wasn't until I sat down with a person who was a really strong friend, a good friend. You get to know who your friends are when, when, when money sort of goes away, uh, unfortunately. Uh, at that time when things were absolutely collapsing, most people disappeared. Most people disappeared. There's only a few people that you didn't think were potentially your friends become your friends. So this person was sitting with me and he was saying, what is your problem? He probably didn't say, what is your problem? But that's kind of what I heard in my head at the time. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, look, you're, you're just a different person. You're not who you were. And I said, well, I feel guilty about letting all of these people down. I failed. I had never failed before in my life. And he said to me, well, how is that person that you sort of let down who you had to fire from that job that I mentioned earlier? And, and I said, well, actually, she's okay. She's got a job. She's happy. She's been on social media. She's married. She's, uh, she's doing well. And he said, well, how's this person? I said, they're okay. How's that person? They're okay. How's your business partner? I said, well, actually, he's not great, but he's come back to the UK. He's with his family. He's got a new job. He's, he's actually doing quite well. And he said, okay, so what's your problem? And I think it was at that point in time where it hit me that I hadn't really failed so big in my life before. And I hadn't come to terms with my own failure and what that actually meant and what that actually entailed. And I went back and I sat down, I actually flew to a different country and I did my own sort of private retreat. And I sat down and I, and I kind of rewrote my own narrative because I was seeing it from a completely different perspective at the time. 
you, you know, like when something really bad happens to you and then a few years later you look back at it and you kind of laugh, but at the time you weren't laughing. The event hasn't actually changed, but your perspective on how you view that event has changed. And I sat down and I kind of looked at that entire event and I saw, okay, I was feeling responsible for a lot of these people. And, and that same friend actually was very good in telling me actually responsible means response able. You're able to respond to them. It doesn't mean that you have to carry their burden. And to me, that was a game changer because it, it made me look back and see what happened and what had transpired from a different perspective. And had I not gone through that, I wouldn't have actually met my, my wife uh, because that made me come back to the UK. I met my wife and uh, if I had to do it all over again, I probably would do it again just so that I can be with my wife and have the life that I have right now. So it, it's interesting. You, your perspective on things change a lot. And I was sitting there with this same friend complaining to him about the whole thing about businesses uh, and how the fact that, you know, coaches don't don't do what, you know, there's, you know, the fact that coaches don't really coach you and don't give you advice that you kind of really need, that they are useful to a certain extent, but not exactly what I was looking for. And he said, well, you're a business, you're an entrepreneur. Why are you sitting there and complaining? Why don't you do something about it? And I think that that's where CEO Entrepreneur was born. And I'm sorry, it's a long story, but I think it kind of makes, hopefully kind of sets the scene of why I started CEO Entrepreneur. Um, and I, I started it because of a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I found a, a gap in the market. But number two, which I think is more important, is I don't want anybody else to go through the same struggles and pain that I had to go through. Why should we? Because when you look back to the education system, unfortunately, we are trained to fear failure. We are conditioned to fail failure. Don't fail your exam. Don't fail this test. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, you're going to fail. You're not going to get a good job. You're not going to do this. And when we go into our jobs, don't do this because if you fail, you're going to get fired. And we're conditioned to fail failure. We're conditioned to follow instructions and we're not conditioned to take risks and lead and make actual calculated guests you know, guesses and actually integrate failure as part of our, our plan, because integrating failure is what makes the difference between a successful business and one that isn't. Ironically, businesses that plan to succeed and not fail are the ones that unfortunately fail, but businesses that plan to fail and integrate failure and test and, and make sure that they're alive through risk are the ones that ironically end up succeeding. Uh, and that was the result um, of, of where I was looking at things. So I started CEO Entrepreneur, and uh, here we are today uh, with a YouTube channel, which I launched uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago now. Um, it's grown rapidly and it's expanding at a rapid pace. I haven't actually published, I've only published two videos in the last five months. And that was because I was forced to step away from the business. Uh, due to uh, family reasons. But fantastically, the business has still run uh, amazingly because I've built an, an awesome team. And the YouTube channel has doubled in size, even with two videos in the last five months. Uh, and I think that by the end of the year, we should be at around about 50,000 subscribers or so. We've got some videos on there at around about 48,000, 50,000 views. Uh, and the channel is growing quite rapidly. And when you begin to see messages 
on the comments and people coming in and saying, why is this channel not any bigger? This is gold. There's nothing out there on YouTube that's like this. And I'm not saying this because I want to show off uh, far from it, but I'm saying this in the way. But the reason I'm saying this is because I feel that there is an area here that hasn't been covered. And that's how do you really run your business? How do you how do you integrate failure? How do you look at businesses and how do you become the CEO of your business? What does actually working on your business mean? It's not just about ads. It's not just about marketing, although that is important, but it's about strategy. It's about looking at sort of um, systems and processes. It's about how you look at your finances. It's about how you build your own team. And there's a quite a combination of things that you need to be looking at to run a business. And that's the kind of stuff that we're covering and people are coming uh, and taking our programs at the moment because they're discovering this channel uh, and what we stand for. So long story. What I want to ask you, Tamara, is there's a conflict for me because you want to prevent anyone to feel the pain that you had and you don't want anyone to go through that same pain. And yet you also said that you would do it all again. And if you if it hadn't have happened, you wouldn't have met your wife. So there's a there's a real conflict for me in, in that you're preventing people from going through that level of pain. But also there would be some circumstances that would only arise if they did. That's a really interesting question. And I think that what we're trying to do is we're tr- we're not trying to get people to completely crumble because I've seen also scenarios where people have crumbled and, and and not been able to pick themselves back up again. And we are not for one second suggesting that failure is not an option. Actually, failure is an option. It's a must. But how do you actually integrate failure within your day to day and within the way that you strategically approach growing a business? where you can still survive and stand and live another another day to fight and that's where we're that's kind of what we're saying here uh, and i think that it's an interesting distinction um would i have wanted to go through that all over again yes would i want would i have wanted it to go through the pain and the suffering probably not so if there was a way to go through that same journey but with less pain and having the security of knowing how I can get through this, then I would, I would have that over the other one. That makes sense. It does. And and having read a lot of Viktor Frankl's work and understanding from that perspective that the, the meaning is found in the suffering. Yes, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's so intrinsically connected. It's difficult to separate them. It is. And I believe that whilst we want to tell people that you should suffer to be able to get through what you want to get through, at the same time, if you can save people a lot of heartache because there is a routine here or there is a step by step and i and i don't believe in like you know this is a three-step trademark process because that doesn't work there are no two businesses that are alike. there are no two business owners that are alike but here is a framework that you can operate within let's use that word i think that's a better word here is a framework that you can operate within and based on how you make the decisions and the choices that you need to make if things go wrong then do you have a backup plan if things go 
you know, right, then what do you do to be able to scale them? And I think that that to me is what we are providing, which gives people that safety net at the end of the day. And I think that for me, that is still quite important to have because a lot of people want to be able to grow and, 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 and get that financial freedom and get that time freedom and get that flexibility, but nobody really knows how to do it. And when you look at our education system, it doesn't help you do that. Um, our education system doesn't want you to suffer. It doesn't want you to succeed. So that's completely on a, on a, on a zero level. What we're trying to do is we're trying to say, okay, if you do suffer, you can suffer within this playground, within this box, which hopefully is a little bit better. But yes, I do take your point that we probably are eliminating certain breakthroughs from pre people. But from a business perspective, because again, you have to look at this from a business perspective as well. So if you're trying to look at this, you don't want to tell people, hey, we're going to completely destroy you and then rebuild you up again. Nobody's going to want to be a part of that. Nobody would sign up to being a part of that. But also what we do provide is a community. And I think that the community is there to allow people to get like-minded people to understand when you are suffering and when you are going through these things, that it's okay that other people have gone through this and they've come out the other side and we can support people whilst they're going through that. And I think that that to me is really important because the number of times that I was told when I was at my lowest point from a business perspective, go get a real job by friends and family, that was really disheartening. And I couldn't find the, the same people with that same like-mindedness that could understand what it is that you're trying to do with your life and what it is that you're trying to achieve from an impact perspective. Yes, financial is also important from my perspective, but to me, the impact was more important. And I and think that just, that's what we provide. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pick up on that, Tama, that, that, that element of impact. And it ties in with the purpose piece. It ties in with the focus piece. I just want to understand the, the bigger picture here from your perspective. The bigger picture here is I don't want people to be fooled into thinking that they are equipped with running a business given the current education system that we have, which doesn't equip them. And by having that false sense of security, they end up tripping up a lot worse than they than they need to. And I think that educating people and inspiring people to become business minds and business minded and understanding that there is a framework to be able to grow their businesses and achieve the impact that they want. For me, that's really important. And being able to get that message out worldwide for me is is really important. I want people to look at business as a viable thing that is not necessarily a black box. Because to me, at the moment, a lot of people don't understand that. They are experts and they are trained to be experts in their own field. And then they think and they believe that by being the expert, I can run a business in that expertise. And that's where they fall flat and they fall quite, quite hard. And if you look at the statistics of businesses, most businesses fail, unfortunately. And I want to be able to change that statistic. I want in the next five to 10 years, that statistic to say most businesses succeed. And if we can get to, to that, that to me would be something well worthwhile from an impact perspective. And that's globally. 
uh, I am looking at this from a global perspective. And are there differences between different countries that you're having to deal with and navigate? Surprisingly, no. Uh, and, and that surprised me because I thought there would be. However, we have a program called the Firestarter Program, uh, which helps business owners that are already having a proven business that are that is they are turning six figures plus. They come into our program and on those in that program, on the same call, we will have people from all sorts of businesses from all sorts of countries. So we will have tech companies from Silicon Valley. We'll have coaches from Europe. We'll have hair salons from Australia. We will have a wine barrel company from Jamaica. We've got a dental technician lab from Kosovo. We've got an electric workshop factory in Nigeria. And the list goes on. And, and I'm just saying these, and these are real businesses that we're working with. We've got um, clothes factories, other things, and from all sorts of different countries. Yet all of them have exactly the same challenges. And they have exactly the same problems in running and growing their business. So we don't challenge their expertise, but we challenge how they actually run and grow the business and the obstacles, the challenges, the what they are struggling through on a day-to-day -day basis is exactly the same. And that actually surprised me. It surprised me a lot. That's really interesting, isn't it? And what what is the the purpose for you of understanding that you try to fix it from within and going into the the sort of the, the bigger system perspective, knowing that that wasn't going to work. And then now seeing it from the outside perspective again. And, and I know you referenced sort of the e-myth earlier with, you know, not, not working in your business, but on a business. And now you're working outside of, of the whole perspective. What's the, the bigger picture from the, you've, you've, talked about the impact and the purpose. I just want to understand what the, the legacy piece is. So the legacy piece for me is I want people to be able to, to be inspired by running and growing their own businesses and being empowered to understand how they can give the lifestyle then, and the happiness and the impact that they want, both from an impact perspective with their businesses, but also for their families and loved ones and that to me has become even more so important in in the last few months where i've realized how important it is to be there for your loved ones and sometimes people are not able to do that because they are tied in their own whirlwind of a job or this or that or the other and being able to understand how to run a business and be able to step outside when you need to and be able to still have the business function and provide for the, the business owner and their friends and, and loved ones. To me, that's really important because a lot of times we, we, we see and we see this even until today, people coming in, they say, I started my business because I wanted that financial and time freedom, yet I'm actually a slave in my business and I cannot get myself out of my business. I probably would have done better had I got a job, but now I'm sitting here and I'm stuck and I don't know what to do and I'm stressing and I'm this and this and this, and they cannot be there for themselves or their loved ones. And that to me is something I want to fix uh, quite drastically. Uh, so. 
from a legacy perspective, I think I want to, and, and this is what our slogan, inspiring business minds. And, and that to me is really important. I want to be able to inspire people to run their own businesses so that they can achieve the legacies they want and the impact they want and the lifestyles they want as well. And it does come back to the only reason that the majority of people have set up their own business is so that they can provide for themselves and their family. And yet that they're the, 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 the only people who are actually suffering as a result of the setting up of the business. Yes, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's because we haven't been taught to do so. We, we haven't been, we haven't been educated. We haven't been guided. And, and, and a lot of the information that's out there whilst the information is out there. Um, it's aimed at different places and it's aimed at different people. Even when you go to a business degree, an MBA is not for small businesses. An MBA is for middle managers and large organizations on how to run a business at a large corporate level. And, and, and the, the information that is relevant to the small business owner is confusing and it's actually quite wrong in a lot of places unfortunately uh so so from my perspective my my mission at the moment and our mission at ceo entrepreneur is to make sure that that information is provided to the masses uh and 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 understanding that it's still very much a personalized journey and it's getting that that balance between the two for us is where the challenge is, is how do you provide something that's incredibly unique and personalized to each person of what they want to achieve in their business um, and their life, yet still provide a framework that could work and be adapted for each person. So getting that balance is something that we've been struggling with and actually working with quite a lot. And we, we're we're making strides and that's really good. And that's something that's incredibly exciting is to be able to provide that personalized, tailored, individualized experience at mass. Uh, and, and from our perspective, that to me was what excited me about this business very much in terms of how we could grow that. And it's interesting that the start of this conversation started off with harmony and the reframe from balance. And here we are right at the end of the conversation again with that reframing or the understanding of how to to achieve that balance yes and 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 it's really funny the reason i i stopped because when i said balance i said shouldn't shouldn't what shouldn't i be using the word harmony and that was exactly the reason why i stopped because i thought huh where where are we with this and and it's really interesting and i completely agree with you it is more about harmony and it is very much about trying to understand how we can deliver something that works for everyone and we're going very much against the grain because a lot of people when they start running a business they tell you you need to niche down you need to pick an avatar you need to pick this you need to be very specific and we've that's something that i don't necessarily believe in if you want to be able to understand and grow a business you need at scale you need to be able to to cater for the masses However, your marketing messaging is very, very different. And, and that's where a lot of the confusion happens. When you look at companies like Apple, their iPad is 
ubiquitous you know and it, and it's used by everyone however then you'll get the ads where it's for the grandparents or it's for the nurses or it's for the students and 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 it's those marketing messages that are very specific and tailored and those use cases are done in that way and that's what we're doing with with within CEO entrepreneurs looking to see, right, okay, here's a big framework of how you can run and grow and scale a company, but how does it work for each individual person and their own particular personalized journey and what they want out of their business? And that's what I'm finding really, really exciting in our business. I can tell it. It's great. And it's been a marvelous conversation. And I, and I just want to say thank you. I didn't say earlier, but thank you for sharing your difficult journey because it is of so much value for people to hear that you experienced that. And yet of all of the things, all of the different components that, that happened, and I say components, that sounds so um, separating out from how difficult it was, but what I meant was all the different elements that came in, you know, with your business partner and the people that you had to let go and you're you were you know victim of your own success in in essence in and that everything was relied reliant on trust and yet you found that trust to pick up the pieces and to go again having had that own re retreat that you took yourself on it's going to be so comforting that you've done it that you've experienced it and that you've come through the other side and there's so many lessons to be taken from this conversation, Tama. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you for actually asking me some questions that I found really not, not, not challenging, but really interesting and thought provoking. I've, I've got a lot of thinking to do after this as well. It, it often happens. So yes, your homework is <laughs> off you go. Yep. No, I, I, but joking aside, it, it is when you're talking about purpose, there, there are so many different elements that come into play and it, it really does uncover things that you may not have picked up on that will be relevant because purpose is just such a, a core piece of the the jigsaw and from from that harmonious perspective across all areas of your life yeah absolutely i i have i've always been a strong believer in, in in start with why i mean i was one of the first people that watched simon sinek's sort of ted talk way way back when and i used to like show it and share it with people back way back when before it was even even um very popular but i i completely agree and i think that this is what separates those that just do for the sake of doing and those that really do something because there is a purpose behind that and and that to me is what separates things that become okay to things that become outstanding and unique and uh i thank you for 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 giving me some thought-provoking homework you're welcome and, and that just picking up on the simon cynic pit it is really important to start with why the reason why i call my show focus on why is because it is that ongoing piece of work to review to evolve to grow and as you you've spoken about it's about running with it growing with it and scaling it and building that purpose into a bigger piece in your life absolutely and i think it, it, you're you're quite right you should never stop it's not just start with why it is very much a focus on why and you keep coming back and refining it and making sure that has that changed or not and if it has what what, what are the implications behind that and like i was mentioning earlier i think that if you'd asked me a couple of months ago my reasons and my purpose 
for what I was trying to do would have been very different. Uh, and certain things that have happened recently in the last few months have made me focus on making sure that the harmony with family and being able to be there and being able to step away from your business when you're needed in an unexpected scenario is actually really important. And that's something that we are going to start implementing as well within our frameworks is that can you step away in an emergency and still be okay? Um, so, so absolutely the, the focus on why never stops. Yeah, it's so crucial. And, and I, I really love that perspective. I think it's such a, a crucial part of the building a business is being able to not be a part of it so that you can be there for the, the moments that matter. And we've experienced that in our own businesses here, my husband and I having, you know, lost various uh, family members over the last year. And it is important to be able to just say, okay, I don't need to do any business this week, next week, for the month, whatever at time frame, because the family comes first. Tama, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. How would people reach out? How would they connect with you? Well, uh, we've got a couple of things. We've obviously got the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, it's CEO Entrepreneur. Uh, if you just uh, Google that on YouTube, uh, you should be able to get there. But also we've got our website, CEOentrepreneur.com. And uh, by all means, uh, reach out and email me at Tama at CEOentrepreneur.com as well. That would be great. One of the things that I probably would advise if there are any business owners out there is we've got a free business triage on our website. Once you come onto the website, you can take that. It's entirely free, but it will actually give you a free customized report in terms of breaking down how you're doing in each part and function of your business and what you should be focusing on next. Fantastic. Well, I'll make sure that links in the show notes so that they can easily get hold of it. Tamara, again, thank you so much for sharing your focus on why. Have you got some final words for the listener, please? No, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you, Amy, because I think that you, your show is very thought provoking. I've heard several of your, your, your sort of podcasts and your episodes uh, before, before coming on to this. And I think that you're doing something that's pretty amazing. And I think that keeping people having that thought provoking question of why, why are you doing what you're doing is something that I truly and passionately believe in. So if there's anything that I'm going to actually end it on is making sure that you do focus on why and, 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 and stick around with that, because I think that that's really important. So thank you for providing this show and, and giving us this platform to be able to, to discuss things that really do matter. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, Focus on Why.